This is my chance to finally do some work that actually means something. That means something to who? You had a career, Dad, before the third comic book movie. Before people started to forget who was inside that bird costume. You were doing a play based on a book that was written 60 years ago for a thousand rich old white people whose only real concern is gonna be where they go to have their cake and coffee when it's over. Nobody gives a but you. And let's face it, Dad, you are not doing this for the sake of art. You are doing this because you wanna feel relevant again. Well, guess what? There is an entire world out there where people fight to be relevant every single day and you act like it doesn't exist. Things are happening in a place that you ignore. A place that, by the way, has already forgotten about you. I mean, who the fuck are you? You hate bloggers, you mock Twitter, you don't even have a Facebook page. You're the one who doesn't exist. You're doing this because you're scared to death, like the rest of us, that you don't matter. And you know what? You're right. You don't. It's not important, okay? You're not important. Get used to it. Golly. Ooh. Hey, you know what? If I ever get to the point where my daughter is telling me that I don't matter because I'm not up to speed with technology, just put me in a nice suit, you know? Buy me one of those nice, you know, red wood caskets. Go ahead and put me in it. And just lower me in. Just lower me in. Good gosh. That was Emma Stone and Birdman, the movie. Not the rapper. The movie. <laughs> I doubt half of you know who the rapper is, but Birdman was once one of the best rap... Uh, well, he ran one of, the, one of the best rap groups ever. But anyways, Emma Stone. Man, killed it. Do you Did you hear the argument? Like, that was Michael Keaton. The infamous Michael Keaton. And he was like, I finally get a chance to do something that I can be proud of, you know, that means something to me. And she's like, what do you mean mean something to you? You're not even relevant. Ooh, man. That's rough to hear. That's rough to hear. And, and yet we tell our, we want to tell our clients that all the time. <laughs> I think you get where I'm going with this podcast, okay? I'm talking about dealing with angry, uninformed clients. And more so the angry clients. Oh, we have those talks, right? Where they're like, you said I'd be here at this time. And then we say, well, we said you'd be here as long as you did X, Y, Z. You only did X. That's why you're only here. And they're like, nope, you lied to me. Uh, then we, you know, talk to our spouse, we talk to our peers, and we're like, man, my clients are like out of their minds. They don't understand this. Well, that's what today's episode is about. Today's episode is about angry clients, how to deal with them, and how to deal with yourself when you're facing the angry client. Does that sound like a good topic? I think so. You know, I dealt with an angry client <laughs> a few days ago, and I waited to record this podcast so that I didn't 
record this out of, you know, aggression or emotion. And I got to thinking, like, you're an entrepreneur, you, you know, maybe you just started, maybe you've been around for a while, around the block. And, you know, we're all going to face clients who get upset. I don't care who you are, man. I don't care if if you do the best stuff out there. I don't care if you're making 4D virtual, you know, virtual reality freaking, I don't know, websites where the person's sitting in your living room and, and selling you what you need. I don't care. You're going to face an angry client at some point. And you got to prepare for it. You know? It's hard to prepare for it if you haven't gone through it, but hopefully I can give you some tips on what to look out for and some tips on how to prepare for that preparation, if that makes sense. First off, <clears throat> how are we onboarding our clients? How are you onboarding your clients? Okay, think about this. Did you have a chat with a guy at the coffee shop? You know, couple couple conversations. He says, I want you to... I don't know, build my website. You give him a proposal, he takes it, you say, cool. Um, and then throughout the weeks, you say, hey, I need your domain stuff. How's this look? How's that look? And they say, oh, it looks pretty good. Uh, all the while leaving them op like leaving an, an opening for their opinion, which is all good. Like We all want to say, working with me is a collaborative experience. You know, but... There are guidelines in that, in that so-called experience that you have to set up. You have to set up the, 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 the framework in which they can leave an opinion, okay? How are we onboarding people? Are we saying, let's have an open dialogue 100% of the time? Is that what we're doing? Because if so, you're in a world of trouble. And I'm not saying clients... Are, are bad I'm just saying people in general if you let them know that they can give insight into every piece of the you know the puzzle they're gonna do it I would do it if I went to a car mechanic and the dude was like hey what do you think I put this uh I always use the car analogy and I don't know anything about cars you know if he was like what do you think I put the tire uh the tire on the top here on top of the car. And then I'd be like, yeah, why don't we put it, you know, on the side? And he'd go, okay, let's put it on the side. Still wouldn't work, would it? <laughs> like, your goals have to be aligned, you know? That mechanic needs to know, I want my car to run on the road. And he wouldn't even ask that question to begin with, you know? And he would just say, hey, I decided to do this because it's going to make your car run. You say, okay, cool, sounds good. Same thing with our clients. We need to let them know that we're the experts. We need to let them know that we have their best interests at heart, and we need to let them know when we need their opinion. And when we need their opinion is when we need insight into their market, into their industry. You know? Not when we need their opinion on our industry, on the work that we're doing. And the work that we worked really hard to learn when we need insight into their industry. So perfect your onboarding experience and it'll take you a while. 
but it's it, it's it's really important that you do you know the next thing is communication communication with your client is key now I know we're all introverts we're, we're not well we're like introverts slash extroverts we're introverts when we're in a public setting and we don't know anybody and you know we're, we we think about everything that could happen this this person could ask me what I do and I don't really want to get into it that person could you know be smarter than me I don't know but then when someone says what do you do we talk about it and we love talking about it because <laughs> you know we love design we love marketing we love digital everything right but how's our communication with our client how do you do how do you are you creating the angry client? Think about it, okay? Think about if you ordered, like, I just ordered a, um, a screen protector from a company called Peel. Peel. P-E-E-L. And their website is like buypeel.com. This isn't an ad. I'm just, I like their company. Um, and I sent them a, like a support ticket. My thing broke, okay? Broke in a day. And it was from just usage. You know, I pressed the home button and it snapped. And I wrote the people and I said, hey, this thing broke. What's your replacement, you know, um, what's your, what were your replacement guidelines? And they said, hey, can you send me a picture of it? I sent him a picture of it. He was like, this, these things usually don't happen. We've all been using ours forever. But you know what? I'll make an exception for you. Man, that's good communication. I sent an email and within two hours he got back. I'm not an angry client. I'm not an angry customer. I would be if it were two weeks in and he never got back to me. Or I would be if he said, hey, we use these all the time. That's proof that you did something to the protector, which caused it to break and immediately blamed me. I would be an angry customer. I'd write a terrible review. I'd try to take down their site. <laughs> Sorry, Peel. I love your products. Your products rock. Um, but that's good communication, right, with a customer. He didn't have to do that. His name was James. Great dude. James needs a raise. But what's your communication like, man? Are you updating your client on where you're at in the process? Are you fully communicating, you know, Hey, um, I'm taking a three-week vacation. Uh, I will get to your project as soon as I get back, and that's when your you know timeline starts. Or, hey, I'll be out on Friday. If you write me, I won't get back to you on Monday. Do you have that stuff set up? That stuff matters. Just because you're on your own doesn't mean you aren't, you know, you, you don't have to let people know what's going on with you. Especially your clients. You got to let them know. You got to be in communication, man. And they'll appreciate it. You know? You'll have less angry clients if, you know, say Thursday you say, I'm, uh, you know, I want to go to Florida. And you go and you take the wife and kids or you go by yourself or with your buddies. And you get back Monday and you've got 14 emails. You haven't checked a thing while you've been gone. And your client's like, my site's been down. Oh, come on. Not to say, not to say, 
<laughs> that's not an emergency. Like if a client site goes down, you you damn near you damn well better get it back up immediately, right? But that goes into communication. Hey, if it's an emergency, text me 911. Call me. I know when you call me, I need to answer. Other than that, send me an email. It'll be answered within 24 hours, promise. That's good, right? That's good enough. And clients need to know when you change things. Okay, I ran into this issue, and I'll get into the story in a, in a minute, but clients need to know when you change processes, when you change things like, like pricing, when you change processes. You know, you can't expect for, say you have a client for a year, and, and throughout that whole year you've been getting other clients, and you got like, you know, 15 clients. So you're like, okay, I'm going to raise my prices. And then that client writes you, and they're like, hey, I need a fix on my site. And you're like, cool, it's going to be $1,000. When normally, you know, they were the, one of your first clients, you would have been like, that, that'll be 50 bucks. Did you let them know that you're growing? <laughs> You got to think about this, man. And I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm not trying to chastise you. I I didn't think about it until after the fact. So I'm trying to help you. Okay? If a client's been a client from the beginning, they get grandfathered in. It's like Sprint. Okay? My wife's been a uh, um uh, customer of Sprint for like 20 years. Okay? And I'm part of that plan. Our whole family's part of that plan. And we get the best deals ever. You know? We don't have to worry about them coming to us and saying, Okay, well, this year, hey, this year, just so you know, your bill's going to be tripled. Man, that would suck. That would show that they did not care at all for their customers. Right? Well, same thing with our clients. You have... So... Some things I do. I, I, if I'm raising prices, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you from a business owner standpoint, and then I'm gonna tell you from a person who has clients who might listen to this standpoint. <laughs> and the client, my clients are business owners, so they'll they'll understand. But I'm just gonna separate it for a minute. So from a business owner standpoint, <clears throat> you raise your prices. You let your clients know, hey, we're growing. Uh, exciting news. We're growing. We're expanding. You know, with expansion comes more overhead, comes, you know, more employees, but comes better service for you. Because you've been a client for so long, you're going to stay at your rate. But just so you know, if you buy any more products, they're going to go up. Okay? That's... The business owner standpoint from a person who has clients who might listen to this standpoint uh sorry <laughs> and i love you but because you're a business owner and you're listening to this maybe and <laughs> oh my other listeners are listening to um <clears throat> but it, it's just respectable right it's respectable to give our loyal clients discounts but it's also a business move to tell that loyal client listen you can stay where you're at and you're going to get a little less service 
because we're changing our pricing and changing our our packages. But for like 200 bucks more, you can move into, you know, this package which keeps you where you're at. Now, this is like a move. This is a business move, right? And it happens all the time. So, I don't I don't really think it's you know, unethical at all. I think it's natural. It's organic. You know, the more clients you get, the more you have to hire people. So the more you have to charge to, to make sure your clients are taken care of, right? So to tell a client, hey, we're growing, I need to charge you a little bit more so we can make sure you get the same amount of service. I think that's admirable. And you can give them a deal. You can say, hey, you can get more services if you do this deal and it's 400 bucks more, but I'm giving it to you at that price when I'm really charging other people 1400 Are you in or are you out? Right? And a client's going to be happy to be working with a company who's thriving. A client's going to be happy to know that they're not working with that same freelancer dude who like came in and he didn't order a coffee. He ordered, he ordered a water because <laughs> he's so broke. And, you know, you could tell that his shirt wasn't ironed and whatever. You know how we are in the beginning. We're just, you could tell we were up till 4 a.m. And we woke up at 8 to go to that 9 a.m. meeting at a coffee shop. And we were like, man, their coffees, or we look it up online. The coffees are three, $3.50. Like, what's this world coming to? <laughs> I'm going to get a water. <laughs> but we have to let them know so here's the thing if they're clients of yours like like existing clients monthly clients right they're sticking with you you talk to them every month you have to let them know if they're a client who signed on for like a a la carte service service which is you know one thing i just want this website I want to host it myself, don't want you to manage it, maintain it, nothing. I wouldn't say you had to reach out to them and let them know of your changes. Point in case, I told you I had an exchange with a, with a person like this, okay? And this was on Thursday. And guys, I think I handled myself pretty well. I think I did. I could have flown off the handle, man. But I didn't. I kept it cool, collective, you know. Let me tell you what happened. So we built a website for a guy maybe a year and a half ago. Website's phenomenal. Looks great. He's getting business left and right. You know how I know? Put myself on his contact forms. Just for the hell of it. Just to see, you know, how much business he does. And just to make sure his contact forms are working properly. I do that with a lot of clients. Because I don't want them to be missing leads, you know. Um, so <laughs> all of a sudden I start getting a lot of spam. He starts getting a lot of spam and this happens, right? If a website's not maintained, you get, you start getting a lot of contact form spam. It just happens. It happens when you don't update a website, bots get in, hackers get in, whatever. So he writes, Hey, I'm getting a whole bunch of spam. What's going on? I said, it looks like your site needs updating. Simple as that. Looks like your site needs updating. And he says, hey, well, can we put something in place to stop the spam? I said, sure. 
Um, it's probably going to take a couple hours. You know, we charge, you know, X amount per hour. Let me know how you want to proceed. And he said, uh, can't you just quickly add something to make the spam stop? <clears throat> can't you just, just quickly add something to make the spam stop? Just quickly. Oh, I know a lot of you are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. I know a lot of you like cringed at that. I know you did. <laughs> I want so I wanted to write back. I just can't quickly do anything. I gave you an estimate of time. Shove off. You know? I told you how how much time it'll take and how much we charge. Shove off if you don't want to spend it. But I said, "Hey, here's what happens." you don't maintain your website no first of all I said you chose not to host with us our hosting packages include daily maintenance daily backups this wouldn't have been a problem and hasn't been a problem up until now and what happened is your site broke I mean it didn't break but things in your site are outdated and they need updating so it's gonna I estimate two hours to fix the spam issue and five hours to fully update your site okay and we charge X amount and he came back and said this is preposterous that much seems like a lot of money to do a little bit of work because he knows right they always know so much money to do that little bit of work I've sent a lot of people to you and I'm gonna think second I'm gonna think twice about Sending people to you next time. Whoo! Hey, guys. Hey. I could have been mean. Oh, I could have let him have it. Right? Could have let him have it and, ex and thoroughly explained why he was wrong. But I took a step back. Went to the kitchen. Had a soda. <laughs> Came back. Deleted everything I wrote. And just wrote, I've already explained what the issue was. Here's the estimate of time. Let me know how you want to proceed. And he wrote back, I get the point, I'll go away. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so I wish I could have helped him, right? I wish I could have helped him. But he... He didn't, he, he didn't want to spend the money, for one. That was the main thing. He didn't want to spend the money. For two, he didn't care to uh, listen to someone who knows more about the issue than him. He just got, like, mad. You know? Like, he got mad. And I want to say that's a good way to deal with angry people. <laughs> it's just like... You know, like, uh, looking at yourself, and, and when, especially when you're writing an email, first of all, first of all, if you can avoid writing an email to a client, avoid it, right? That's why I cut that whole conversation off. I cut it off as soon as I could. Because the next step would have been sending an email. He would have sent one back. 
I would have just picked up the phone, man. Just call them. Hey, what's the deal? That way they can hear your inflection. They can really hear where you're coming from. You know, you can be a little bit vulnerable and say, listen, I really want to do this, but I just don't have time. I have paying clients. Like, they take up all my time. If you pay me, I can get the resources to take care of this issue for me, for, for you. You know? And, and you don't just seem like a jackass who's emailing them like, no, I won't do this unless you pay me, you know? Try to, try to not send more than like four emails to a client about an issue. You know, if they're arguing with you, you can tell. You can tell when a client's mad. And not just because they send it, in all, send it in all caps, you know, but, you know, it's little snarky tones. And we could be that way too, send a little snarky, snarky back. But after two or three of those, pick up the phone, you know. Hey, just wanted to give you a call. Let's, let's go over what's going on. Okay, let's see what we can work out. That helps retain the client, right? And there are some clients who, you know, as you grow as a business, as you grow, you have to look at either upselling clients or you have to think about referring clients elsewhere. Hard topic. Hard topic. Let me know if you want me to really dig into this. I'm going to hit on it briefly. At Dominic underscore TMG. On Twitter, let me know if you want me to dig into it. But sometimes you get to a point where you know you might have a couple people working for you, or you might literally just want some more time with your family, and you have to look at either upselling clients, saying, you know, my my average client pay, pays this much. Can you cover that? Because if you can, I can continue caring for you if not i'm gonna refer you out that's that's rough okay that's rough to think about if you're at that point that's also rough to think about if you don't have that many clients so for the guys who don't have that many clients i'm sorry you're gonna get there for sure you're gonna get there 100 percent i'm just prepping you for when you do get there and guys you know if you're a designer, you might find out you're a great salesperson and you might find a really cheap outsourcer and you might just start selling stuff and referring it and getting that referral back, you know, that referral commission. Then a lot of people make millions of dollars just doing that, just connecting one person to the other. But that, ref, you know, that, that, that whole point, let me know if you want me to really dig into that. I will. And with, with angry clients, I just want to say, sometimes, sometimes you can win. Like, you know you can win. You know you can send them, like, transcripts and entire email communications, right, with timestamps. Like, a client's like, I expected this last week, and you had emailed them last week and said, you won't have this for two, until, like, two weeks from now, and they're mad. You could send it to them, but you have to think, you have to look at, where you're at monetarily, look at the relationship where it might go, and you have to think, is this something I really want to win? That stuff that goes more into like relationships, like relationship theory, I guess. You know, client theory. 
Is this a client you really want? Have they given you any red flags? No? Okay, well, let's, let's, let's easily let them know, you know more about your process and let them know that they shouldn't be mad because you have a process in place and they might not have followed it. You know, ease, it, ease into them. Because sometimes you don't always want to win. Right? And, and when a client's upset, this is my last point, okay? Then I'm going to wrap it up. When a client's upset, please, please, don't be emotional in your reaction to them. Okay? Don't even let it be a reaction. Let it be a response. Because if you're, it, it, be very matter of fact, okay? And, and if you have your processes in place, like I talked about a couple episodes ago, if you have your processes in place, you can always refer back to your process. And you can say, here was my process. Here's where things messed up. Okay? This was your fault, yes. Might have been my fault. I should have pointed it out. But I did explain it to begin with. How can we work together to get us back on track? Done. Done. If a client writes you and says, this is so unprofessional, don't write back and say, well, son of a bitch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, don't write back like, with, with don't, don't send a 4,000 word email, guys. Remember my, what was it, my first episode? Don't send a 4,000 word email. Don't do it. Either send something very matter of fact, paragraph or two, or pick up the phone. Call them. Clients are your lifeblood, man. They're why you're you're they're they're why you are where you are, right? And they're gonna keep you there. So don't always talk to your peers and talk to your spouse or talk to your friends or brother or whatever and, and or sister and talk about and say, you know, they're just being assholes, man. They're being being jerks about this. Well, look at yourself, man. How are you communicating with them? Right? How'd you onboard them? Did you teach them how to work with you? Did you let them know about changes happening in your agency? Are you send, sending out newsletters saying, we just hired our second employee. We're so excited. We're growing. Hmm? Are you, do you have their best interest in mind? Are you just stringing them along? So you can upsell them, or would they be better off being referred to somebody who you know has the capacity to deal with them at their price point? And are you in a good state, state of mind, where if somebody's upset, you can respond to them very matter-of-factly because you have your stuff in order? That was a good summary, right? I thought, damn, that was a good summary. That's episode 13. And I'm really enjoying this. Man, I I don't know. I enjoy this. I, I look forward to hearing your feedback. I look forward to talking to you guys, man. I'm an open book for sure. For real. If anybody writes me, I will get back to you. I promise. I don't care if it's a thousand of you. I'll be up recording a podcast, responding to you live. But if you have any questions whatever hit me up at dominic underscore tmg 
and you can just look me up, Dominic Montgomery. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Listen to the next one if you like that, or if you like this one, that'd be cool. If not, that'd be cool too. Talk to you guys soon.